When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Welcome. You're listening to another episode of a show called Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with one of your hosts, Shreyas. And this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere, hashtag, do you believe? Now, without further ado, let us talk sports. Amateur hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 98? Yeah. Oh my god. 98, the big 98. 98, we've been doing this for 98 weeks. (laughs) Not consecutively, 98 (laughs) years. It feels like, oh my god. I'm sick of it. Just kidding. (laughs) That's crazy. We've really been been out here for a minute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're we're seasoned. We we got... the, we got the Salt Bay season in on us now. Well, yeah, we have. We know it's. Except up. we don't want to be Salt Bay. We don't want to be like going out trying to steal trophies from people. Yeah, no, we don't want to no. be stealing your girl. But if we <laughs> have to, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we've got we, we've got the return today of a segment that has been lost to the ages. Speaking of bringing things back, we've got the gauntlet coming back today in full swing. We've got two spicy ones for you, and we'll explain how that works when we get to it. Uh, we've got a little bit of uh, MVP talk. As we get into that stuff, Shrey, I want you to get things rolling and get the good vibes going with the Wheatley Highs. The Wheatley Highs. All right, Max. I'm going to start with my personal high. My personal high was uh, I got to go on a, a little birthday dinner with some friends, and uh, we like to frequent olive garden nice and i i love i don't know why but olive garden has become like a a mainstay um big occasion type of meal congratulations try on your promotion (laughs) let's go to olive garden it's the og dude i've got unlimited soup i've got unlimited salad and i've got unlimited breadsticks what more do you want facts (laughs) <laughs> seriously seriously and, I, and 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 this is something i like to harp on in that i didn't used to really like the old breadsticks i feel like they changed their breadsticks yeah they definitely over the did. years they did the old one used to be very like too soft and too you know it was warm know, soggy. it was garlicky yeah you like the was hard too, ones i do i like the, a little bit of structure to my breadstick you know what I mean? Like if especially if you're like dipping it in if you got like the marinara going, if you got like one of the other dips going, like the other the old one was too soft and it would just get super soggy, like because it'd be just covered in butter or oil or whatever the heck they put. Oh, uh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. But like but like I before you put it in your mouth, you want a little like bit wet, of in- you want you're a little a integrity when you dip. Max. 
You're a yeah, wet bread a, eater. I am a white bread eater. <laughs> no, a wet, a wet bread eater. Oh, well, you're a yeah, moist bread eater. <laughs> because try listen, the butteriness is where all the flavor comes from. When it's too hard. All right, last time I went to Olive Garden, I haven't been back. Last time I went to Olive Garden, was, <laughs> it ruined you. <laughs> no, no, no. There was a pubic hair in my salad. No, I went that can't be true. Syracuse, New York. Yeah, oh. and I was on my way back from Chicago. I was driving. I was wicked hungry. Um, and stopped in. Yeah. <laughs> Went in, you know, normal experience at first. Our waitress was, I think, on some kind of drug because she was like looking at everything that wasn't us, and she was like, like shaking as she was taking our orders. So, oh no, yeah, it was, it was like weird to start. We get our breadsticks; they're just cold and hard. Oh, and then we order, you know, our, our entrees, and we get the salad, and the salad comes out, and there's just this big, just thick, curly, but not too long, black hair. <laughs> And it was too, it was something about it. It was curled in a way where I was like, that's not from somebody's beard. I don't know whether to gag or laugh. It's both. That's what I did. And we just, we ended up just saying, hey, you can leave those entrees, just cancel them, and we just left. Yeah, because you don't have to pay for the soup salad breadsticks. And, breadsticks. Yeah, and also, why like, would you want to pay for cold breadsticks? Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I think I'm a little bit scarred, and the nostalgia is overtaking me, and I'm like, oh, the soft, warm, yummy breadsticks thinking about the cold hard ones but you might yeah. be right it might, might be worth a shot i will say it does take one really bad experience to ruin something that you really like like if you feel if you love something and then you're you get one experience you're like i this sucked like if you if you, if you go in someplace and you're like wow i do not remember this place to be what i thought it was yeah you'll probably not go back so i totally understand you like and for I'm me, google review yeah <laughs> yeah for me i don't know there's something about there's something about uh, overpriced pasta and a lot of breadsticks that gets me going. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you had a good. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody knows, I missed Trey's birthday again. Uh, this <laughs> happened when we did this podcast a year ago. It was on the pod, and I was like, "Wow!" I found out that it was his birthday. Um, so I did it again, but I'm I, I fix it. It's not going to happen this year. I have a calendar event now in my phone for till Trey's twenty twenty sixty five. <laughs> it is it, it unlimited. I was like, "Don't stop this one. Keep it going." All right, Trey. What about sports? So yeah, I want. I think for my sports high, I want to talk Bruins. Um, we haven't really talked a lot of hockey this year, Max, and I'm really liking what the Bruins are doing. Um, they had a little bit of uh, a scare here, right? With the with the with the wins over the past couple of games. And then now they're back on it. The three game win streak. Um, it feels like everything is clicking on all cylinders. This is the best team in hockey. Um, as a Bruins fan, there's always a part of me that's like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, like we, like we got this far, but like, there's always like a scare of, well, this is probably the end. <laughs> like, like who knows? Um, and I think that's just like my internal, like, thing of just telling me like no you can't do it you can't do it (laughs) my 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 yeah my uh, my opposing jiminy cricket it's like you can't do it you can't do it um but but the bruins are doing everything right the goaltending is phenomenal and i want to kind of give them a shout out as the sports high because of how well they've been playing um and that they're they could be record breaking by the end of the season that's good. And we love yeah. to see it. Go Bears, Bruins. 
Go Bears. Bruins Bears. <laughs> uh, all right. That's great. Well, I'm going to bring things down, and I'm going to bring things to the lows. <laughs> the lows. All right. So I personally don't really have any any personal lows this week. Uh, so I think that's a good thing. That's a, uh, that's, nothing a, that's, that's, really... a, that's a personal high, if you ask me. You should have joined my section. I'm going on. I'm <laughs> switching. Changing it up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's raining. Uh, it's actually been raining for like three days here in Arizona, which I don't like. I don't like it. But that's, that's why... but that's good, though. No, it's not. No, you want to know what? Actually, here you go. I just thought of one. I have okay. ridiculous weeds in my backyard that I like cannot get rid of. Is that code? No, no, no. I'm growing, man. I got some weeds out here, man. If you want to come take a look at them. No, no, I seriously, no. I have like I have like 30 different kinds of weeds that are all like four feet tall. Uh, ah. And I'm trying to, I've been trying to battle them. I bought a weed whacker. I've been buying like weed killer. And Horticulturist Max. Yeah, no. I, actually, on the plus side, I've been keeping a Christmas cactus alive. That one I'm trying to keep alive. The weeds I'm trying to kill unsuccessfully is so it tough to kill a cactus help. uh christmas cactuses are kind of finicky it almost died i almost overwatered it <laughs> I did the one it was on the brink it was on the brink I had it was to literally it. on the brink the leaves were yellow all the flowers died i was like oh boy and i just let it sit for a second then watered it more regularly and now it's all good anyway now it's all good so that's my love i got too many weeds i got too many weeds in the backyard <laughs> got to gotta call somebody for sports Lonzo Ball, who hasn't played basketball in a minute, just had another surgery, and it's looking like he's projected to be out through, what do they say, Shrey, 2024? Could miss well, all of next season. All of ne- like, Yeah, there's a chance he misses all of next season, and this is his third knee surgery, man. Third this knee is- surgery. So he, I mean, that's, that's tough to me because it's like he was – you know, he had that first surgery, you know, a little while ago. He was coming back. He was on his rehab path. Then he had to get number two at the beginning of this year. And now going into number three without even without even the possibility of a return. That's that just sucks because, you know, Lonzo Ball, that's somebody who like I've enjoyed seeing grow as a player. He's fixed his jumper. Uh, he's become a really solid guard, really solid defense. You know, his brother's yeah. in the league. It's kind of a storyline that you kind of want to see happen. I, as lo- obnoxious as LeVar Ball is, I like Lonzo. Yeah, I like Lonzo. I like LaMelo. I think yeah, I like the both. kids. I think Leangelo needs work. <laughs> did a great. Yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job with his kids. That's one thing you can talk about with LeVar. Um, yeah. But so it's frustrating to see Lonzo go down right in the first place. And then it take and then remember the first reports, Max, it was four to six weeks. With that knee, with that knee issue, and then it turned yeah. into four to six months, and then it turned into over a year and a half now at this point, and now it's going to be close to maybe two and a half years until he can play three. basketball again. Yeah. yeah, maybe even three. And Max, I could, I could make the the point that the Bulls have never been the same since Lonzo went down. Yeah, I could make he that was argument. Healthy though, they were dirty. I th- I could make. Th- he was a part of the reason why early last year. They were playing really well. If you remember, they're one of the best teams in the league. And then he goes down. And then they kind of are like, they feel scattered. They Their defense is not the same, right? He's really what they're what you want from that team, right? When you talk about Caruso, he's great coming off the bench in terms of that defensive role. But Lonzo brought that defensive role to the, uh, to the starting lineup, as well as being a facilitator 
and a decent offensive threat at this point. He's a guy that can get you 12, 13 points a game. And so to not have that with his defensive pressure that he brings and his ability to be a, a point guard first point guard, right? You, th- you talk, There's a lot of point guards in this league that, that are score first, but he's the definition of a point guard. He looks for other people. Yeah, That is what they need, right? Levine doesn't really consistently look for other people. He kind of like, I guess... He's a scorer, though. You know what I mean? He's like, a scorer. I, He'll get yeah. his assist just by normal ball movement. There's no plays that get run run out of him, right? DeRozan, I would say, does have that ability, but also it's happened a little less this year in terms of that facilitation role that we've seen from him in San Antonio and then early last year with, uh, with Chicago. So, like, well, that's what they needed Lonzo Ball for, and now that he's not there, it yeah. feels like that's where everything is going out of like off kilter, and why they're they've been spiraling for I would say the last year and a half at this point. You know the Bulls, they got great players, uh, but they also have problems. DeRozan yeah. and Levine dropped eighty eight points combined. That's awesome, uh, but at the same time, you look at that, they don't really look like a deep playoff team right now. So it's going to be a little bit hard for them to get back to that point of accomplishing their goal of winning a championship without all their pieces there. And Lonzo is definitely one of those. But if Jonathan Isaac can come back after two and a half years, so can Lonzo Ball. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. All right, all right folks. Well, we're going to dive into the meat and the potatoes of this podcast. So grab your forks, grab your knives, and ready your ears. As the first thing we're going to do is kick it off with a segment that we have not done for many moons. We are going to be reintroducing today the gauntlet which is our version of start bench cut. Now, instead of having three players, we have four. Ooh. Now, how this works is we're going to have a list of four players. One player is going to get the golden egg from Shrey and I, which means they are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the person that we want no matter what. They get the top award. They are that guy or that girl. There's going to be two bench spots for the two players that were like, hey, we want them on the team for whatever reason. We don't want to see them go, but they're not the top. And the last one is going to get the cut. It's going to go work at Home Depot and never play professional basketball or football or whatever sport we're talking about again. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. All right, class. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher, teacher, say that one more time. (laughs) <laughs> I just went over the rules. <laughs> I need you to listen. All right. So the first gauntlet we're going to do today, we got two for you. The first one is for the sixth man of the year. Possible. All right. I, I just hmm. want, I just want, I got four people who have been playing really good for their teams, uh, who have been coming off the bench and been making an impact. So Shrek, I would say these, these are our, our candidates for the award regardless of whatever voting has been going on yeah voting is yeah voting yeah i know i think we're the real opinion makers about this exactly we control the industry all right so (laughs) we have got malcolm brogdon of the boston celtics we have got austin reeves of the los angeles lakers we have emmanuel quickly of the new york nets Knicks. wow the new york knicks and we He's have quick. Tyrese Maxey of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Shrey, out of those four names that you've just heard, who are you starting and getting your golden egg? Who are you throwing on your bench? And who is never playing professional basketball again and working at Home Depot? 
All right. Brogdon's going to be my starter. Wow, that was fast. Okay. I think that's the easy choice. I think this is a starting caliber point guard on a team that needs him to be a sixth man. Yeah. And he has embraced the role as best as you can from that standpoint of like, he knows he's a starter and he should be a starter on another team. But for, for the Celtics, he is an amazing six man, right? Scoring facilitation. He's instant energy. He's instant efficiency off the bench. And, um, and that, and that, that makes him starter. All right. For the bench, this is where, this is where it gets tricky. So I got Reeves. I got, Quickly, and I got who was the last one? Tyrese Maxey. Oh boy, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Maxey's gonna get one spot. Yeah, I think Maxey's starting caliber too. Max on another team. He has. Um, well, he has started too. You know. Yeah, but but I think he is so good at the six man robe for what he does. He is just electric scoring. He is lightning quick. And he is, um, he's so strong. He take his ability to, to run to the rack. He's like so relentless driving to the hoop. Um, and you might blink and he'll have like seven straight points. Like that's the type of player Tyrese Maxey is. And I think he's only going to get better with this efficiency, uh, as it goes on. So I think he takes the first bench spot. Okay. Second one is really tough because recency bias should say Reeves. (laughs) <laughs> right just from how he's playing and i don't know uh how many people have watched the one hour austin reeves highlight uh, posted by the nba yeah they're like the this guy is him um and he's been he's been awesome i would argue max he's been their most um uh, impactful non lebron I yeah, also, I would say that I would say he he's been the most impactful non LeBron player, non LeBron player. Like I'll put AD in that. Like I think he's been their most impactful, even he's with all, AD. Well, he's also consistent, right? Yeah. Uh, and he fifty one percent field goal percentage, man. Like is here. Like fifty one percent from a guy who like basically in my book, he's the kind of guy who like, yeah, you're right. He has had an impact, but he doesn't really see the light of day, right? Like you don't really think you're not like, Oh, we're running a play up for Austin. You don't Reeves. run plays for Austin Reeves. He's making the most of his opportunity and he's being incredibly efficient. And I want to note that in that, um, 36 or whatever point game, his yeah. ability to draw fouls and complete that shot is impressive. Yeah. His, yeah. He had like four five and ones. Yeah, his you couldn't tell from his body type that he would have that great balance going to the rim. Um, but he can hang with the best of them, Max. Like, he's a good hang, shooter. Man. And I think people don't give credit to his defense as much as they should, too. He's a good defender in terms of on ball. He may not get a lot of stats in terms of defense, but I think he's been a solid defensive player, too. So it's yeah. tough to say between the two because I really love quickly, too. I think Emmanuel. So I think I'm going to have to end up going with Emmanuel quickly. Um, and I think it's because I've seen him in situation in situations that he picks up the slack when starters don't get going. Right. There's been a lot of times this year that RJ Barrett has been awful. (laughs) He's been so bad this year. I think, I think RJ Barrett is so overrated in the NBA. 
Um, and it's been every day that goes by, it's a mistake that the Knicks did not trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Every waking second of James Dolan's career <laughs> and of the GM, whoever, the, I forgot who the GM is. I think it's Leon Rose. Like, they should be regretting that. So every time that happens, like when, you know, Randall, like, isn't picking up the slack or RJ Barrett, who's probably not picking up the slack. And it's, um, it's, yeah. Jalen Brunson may be hurt, right? He's been hurt here and there. Yeah. Emmanuel quickly has like been like almost godsend in terms of my gosh, like, like his ability to, to, to heat it up as quickly. And that's one thing as a six man, you need to be good at, you need to heat up in your moments, right? You get maybe the last, you get maybe the first four minutes of the second quarter, the, you know, last couple minutes of the third, like you get like sparse minutes here and there until it kind of scrap them together. And maybe you get 20 or 25, right? You got to be really good in those minutes. And Emmanuel quickly does that. He'll get you 15. You won't even remember. You'll be like, you'll be like, man, quickly. You, you won't remember what RJ Barrett did, but you'll be like, man, quickly did quickly did a lot today. Like, and then you look at it and you'll be like, oh, it's 20 minutes. He only played 20 minutes. So um, I really like him. And I think he brings a lot of energy. Uh, that's what you need. So it's it's a tough draw, but I'll pick quickly over Reeves. So I'm gonna You're go gonna pick quickly over Reeves. Okay. I'm gonna go Brogdon, Maxi, and uh, quickly on the bench, and then Reeves. I'm gonna have to, unfortunately, bring mm. him to the hardware store. But I don't want to. Okay, I'm reluctantly <laughs> bringing him to the hardware store. All right, that's fair. You know what, Trey? I'm gonna change it up a little bit, and I'm gonna go. When I look at this. We we talk about this the starting ability and Malcolm Brogdon has that and Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon is efficient he is composed he has never gotten a technical foul in his career um, wow. and he's on he's on my favorite team however for my golden egg I'm gonna go with Tyrese Maxey this year the guy's averaging twenty points per game three and a half assists forty seven percent shooting uh, I mean he he's tough. He's a tough player, and when I watch him, like you talked about his ability to get to the rack, he's yeah, fast, fast, he is tough, uh, and he's a baller, man. He, he's locked in all the time. Guys, You have to smile. watch him. You have to watch him. Watch some of his highlights, man. He's always got a smile on his face, too. Uh, I think he he's a, he is a certified hooper, and he's in, he's in, a, he's in a situation right now, Shrey, where he's, got a, uh, he's not battling for minutes, but like touches. Think about it. Ball's still going to Toby. Ball's definitely mm-hmm. going to JoJo. Yeah. Ball's going, ball's in Harden's hand. So yeah. the fact that he's averaging 20 off that, I mean, I, I want to give the guy a little bit of extra credit. You think about Brogdon, the same scenario. Ball's going to Jalen Brown and JT, but they definitely call on him a lot to make those shots. Um, yeah. Tyrese Maxey, again, is a guy who's making the most out of his touches. Uh, and I think he's a hooper. In that note, I think Malcolm Brogdon definitely deserves a golden egg. But at the same time, I think I'm just going to throw him on my bench. He's a great player. I'd want him on freaking any team, especially yeah. like defense and the guard position. That's something, too. I think that's an edge, too. Not that Tyrese Maxey's defense is bad in any way, but I think Brogdon's is that next step up for like a guard of their size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of gives it. So, you know, it's a back and forth. They can go 50-50. For my so last Maxie. spot, yeah. so Maxey egg, Brogdon bench. Yeah. For my last spot, and I like quickly, and I like Austin Reeves. Yeah. Recency bias is definitely a thing. 
It is. But, but I wanna... you can't you can't explain he has an impact too. So it's not like there's no there's not like, oh, it's a bad decision. You're picking Austin Reeves. So it's like I would understand. Here here's what I want to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Austin Reeves. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it to him for the efficiency factor, right? And the situation he's been put into, I think I think well, you, if he makes a name for himself in LA, like who knows what kind of position he'll be put in next year if he's not in LA, right? People know his name now, and it's tough to get your name known when you're playing with LeBron and AD. Like exactly. that's tough. Say my name. Austin <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> you're god darn right. No, and I think I think efficiency is huge, right? I mean, effective shooting percentage, uh, uh, effective field goal percentage, sixty percent. Wow, he's a he's a he's a two guard, and he's I don't know if you you'd consider him undersized, but he definitely plays smaller than maybe he might be. Like, I, but he's that's he's, he's that's quick. tough. He's six five, two oh six. He's six five. Four, Born in 1998, Shrey, those are like my exact stats. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of like... He's 6'5"? Six five? He's 6'5". Six five, wow, I did not... I would not have guessed. I, he, he, it feels like he's like 6'2". No, he's tall to me. I th- oh, really? really? I was going to say he looks like he's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, I thought he was taller. Really? Okay. Yeah. I always thought he played smaller and he was just amazing at like controlling his body. Well, that's one of the things is he, he's really good at dropping his shoulder and getting that speed. He's not the fastest guy on the court. Yeah. But he's effective, right? And he's using yeah. that contact and that momentum to kind of get to his shots. And again, the guy, the guy's a bucket. He, he's making his shots. He's a smart player, too. The 35-point you know? game and his ability. I think he's an underrated facilitator, too. Like You know, all these guys stray on our list, they're all averaging about three assists, which I think yeah. is solid, right? Three assists means that you are you're trying to get your buckets, but you're also keeping your team involved in making the right plays. And those assists come by default from being a good, smart basketball player. You're not a point God because these guys are all pretty much all like shooting guards. Yeah. Um, You know, Malcolm Brogdon's more of a point guard, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would, I would say all of these players too, like can play in that point guardish role, but they are, they're very hybridy, right? Like Brogdon can play off the ball. Right and be that spot up three point shooter. Maxi has definitely been uh, consistent with playing off the ball, right? With Harden having the ball, yeah. And Reeves, Reeves is like you know what I mean. Like when you have Schroeder and stuff, like he he's not the primary facilitator. So, like all of these guys are have, and that's the great part of being a six man. It's like you need to be able to adapt in whatever lineup you're in. Yeah. So there are going to be times when you are the guy and you're the facilitator, but you're going to be also there's going to be times when you are that second guy you have to be able to find yourself in spots where you can be open make plays off the ball be a good defender so you stay on the floor right that's why i love like these players they're really these real tough glue guys and they do more go above and beyond that's when you can consider them a six man so and all of them could be great pieces on championship teams absolutely right absolutely i'd take any of them that's any it. day of and, the week and my last note is I don't want to disrespect Emmanuel quickly. I think he's also a bucket. The guy's like, he gets some tough, tough sh- shots. He gets some tough buckets. Yeah. It's just the reason why I picked Reed, again, is efficiency. Quickly definitely mm-hmm. has the worst by far three-point percentage, 35 this year. Um, and I think that kind of impacts it too. You need somebody who can consistently shoot that you can call on. But, Trey, our next gauntlet you have for us is mm-hmm. our MVP gauntlet, which – I don't even know how we're going to do 
because all these guys, I would want to give them all the gold tonight because they're all MVP candidates. Yeah. But let me, but let us know. Let us know who we're going to pick. All right, Max. So let's start with Nikola Jokic, right? Golden Denver Egg. Nuggets. Golden Egg. Let's go next. Joel Embiid. Golden Egg. <laughs> Third, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Golden Egg. And now the fourth, like, it's tough to think of the fourths because when you when you bring up those three names, you're like, well, the fourth is obviously going to not. How, how is the fourth one going to be better than that, right? So right. I'm going to go a little off the book, right? And this is okay. a player that was considered an MVP candidate before an injury, and that's Kevin Durant. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Talk about his impact over the year. Obviously, while he's been playing, right? So whenever these guys have been playing, these are all MVP candidates, and. I want you to pick oh who your God. who your spots are gonna go to. Crap, dude, that's tough. Ah, oh, oh, it's pre-injury, Kevin. Durant. I just, if they wipe the floors, man, and he didn't roll his ankle, <laughs> we would be seeing again the 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 greatness. If he if they wipe the floors and he had smaller shoes and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of things that are going against him and it's not yeah. his fault it's not yeah. his fault man yeah. kevin kevin durant's a hooper man um mm-hmm. crap all right so i firmly believe oh man and Giannis just had that game where he was perfect from the field and i don't even care everybody's saying they're like did he take a jump shot if you don't have to you don't have to and i heard this quote uh the other day and it's the greatest players are the ones that are willing to make the game simple and make the easy play, mm-hmm. whether that's for themselves or for others. It's a simple pass. It's a simple dunk. It's a simple layup. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's mm-hmm. giving you baseline, drive baseline and lay it up and just get a bucket. Absolutely. You don't have to break somebody down every single time. That doesn't define greatness, right? Your yeah. ability to win games and put up points and, and, and get your team involved is what defines greatness. So, Giannis being that efficient all the time, and I know we talked about how he's like a shade below this year in the MVP voting. I, I God, it's like I, I can't cut him. It's tough to say like anyone's a shade below. He, you know, you know, he's averaging the most points of his career this year currently. What thirty one point three points per game? Oh my God! Never mind. Like you wouldn't think about that because all the you know the all spotlight the focus. has been on is on Embiid and Jokic. Exactly, right? So that's like, okay, one and two, one and two. But Giannis is quietly having the best scoring year of his career, too. Oh, my God. It's insane. Dude, you know what? I know I drafted him fantasy-wise, Jokic. <laughs> Jokic is going to go on my bench, and I'm going to give the golden egg to Embiid if I have to make a choice. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't blame you, too. I Like, these are all guys that, I would want them all to have co MVPs. Like I don't know if that's a like co MVP thing this year. Like I don't know if that's like sitting on the fence, but also like they're having such great you seasons. You can't decide. That, like, yeah, like that's you how can't good decide. they are. The, the 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 difference is so minimal. These guys are both leading their teams to great success, and I don't even want to. I'm not even going to factor in oh win record. Uh, the Nuggets technically have more wins, less losses than those. <laughs> that's you know they're you know I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna give it to Embiid. Because he's got more dunks. That's the only reason. I don't know. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You, you talk you talk about just like dominance. I'm gonna give it to Embiid for that reason. Okay. It's it, but th- this is not to say that Jokic isn't a dominant player. It's just yeah. If I have to pick something arbitrary, Embiid has more dunks this year than uh, the Joker does. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. As for who's gonna get my last spot? Wow. I have to. You know what? And I know injury aside, and I know Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's my guy. I'm, I'm trying to get one of his Phoenix jerseys so bad. They're sold out everywhere. Wow. Okay. They're sold out everywhere. I cannot get one unless Still, I get one. In, that's crazy. Yeah. In like the the statement white. I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, no. You want the you you want like either the the valley like the throwback one, the throwback, the throwback one, or the one or the or valley the valley pixel one. Yeah. The, yeah. the black with the orange sunset numbers. Fire. That's one. Oh, of my those favorites. are tough. Those are tough. And it's gonna go right up there. It's gonna go yeah. right there. See that yeah. little spot right there next to my guitar? Yeah, that's where it's gonna go. It's gonna be hanging right there. So give me some time. Um, <laughs> for those of you listening just on audio, if there's a spot on my wall that is reserved for the Kevin Durant jersey. It's mm-hmm. right next to Tatum. Um, God, I'm gonna go with Giannis, man. Yeah, because because I, to me right now we're discussing a hypothetical. The, the three games Kevin Durant played for Phoenix and the games he played for Brooklyn this year. Guy's unreal. Guy's guy's mm. stupendous. But he's been out. And because yeah. of that, I can't deny what Giannis is doing and what he has done. So Giannis is my last spot on my bench. Kevin Durant, I can't cut you. I just, you're not going to Home Depot because you were meant to ball. <laughs> That's it. <Try. laughs> and I think, Max, I think I'm going to go Jokic with my number one spot. Um, can't argue that. Can't, can't argue, argue it. That. I think, and I think for me, it's he's literally he's the total package in terms of. Uh, Ladies, you want a man? This is the total package. Bow, wow, wow, wow. How well do you like horses? <laughs> come to. I come like over to ride horses. Play basketball. <laughs> yes. Um. So Jokic, yeah, but the I mean, you can't get you can't I really can't get past the fact that he's seven feet tall. He passes like a guard. He's able to his vision is just oh like his vision, not even just for passing. It's just for finding the right play, like finding the right person at the right time. Um, Like, I think that just sets him above and beyond anybody. Um. And so I think I, I got to put him as my golden egg. When I talk yeah, Embiid, yeah. he's going to be definitely, if there was a clear one spot, two spot on my bench, one spot is Embiid. Because, <laughs> like, I know I know DeMar DeRozan is the mid-range king, but we got to start giving some love to Embiid in terms of the mid-range king. I don't know the last time I've seen Embiid miss, like, an easy, like, a mid-range shot. Like that's like I every and I think I talked about this on the pod before. Every time I see Embiid shoot a mid range, like I don't know, ten to eighteen feet, I think it's going in. I don't that's care. I don't care if it's the goat. The goat. <laughs> yeah, the goat. I don't care. I don't care if he's uh, back to the basket and he turn. He does a turnaround jumper. I don't care if he's straight up and he's in a th- triple threat and he does a jump. Like, like it's just it's insane. Like you, he even got a little bit of pull up on it too. If he wanted to, he doesn't really pull that back out. Well, um, I I want to share too. I just saw this. Jokic has the most triple doubles on sixty percent field goal percentage or better in NBA history. Wow. wow! Wow! So not only is he getting his stats, but he's also 
an efficient player too. He's not just kind of you know he's what I mean? not just he's jacking not... up shots. He's not taking exactly. thirty shots and getting his twenty points. Yeah, exactly. And that that's something. I mean, like, I think the triple double is is a cool stat. I think there's been a lot more of them, so it's like, I think I think it's more. I think it's like like I, I think I think it's become diluted a little bit i guess but whenever when you hear something about how that affects the winning right like when you hear the Jokic stat about triple doubles and wins and stuff like that um i get i get excited so yeah so i'll keep uh Jokic and Jokic as my star and beat on the bench and then yeah i'm gonna have to go Giannis max i think i think people need to show more love to Giannis this year and what he's doing in it's that it's because the bar is so high right now that that's what i mean like when we when i said that when i said that comment i think an episode or two ago I like oh he's a shade below yeah please do not misconstrue that comment as in like Giannis bad Giannis is still insane yeah but it's like we're, there's so much attention like you said focus on Embiid Jokic that people are you're right kind of just throwing Giannis to the wayside whereas like the guy's still un- unreal yeah and you could and you could make the fact that uh like I could make the fact that Giannis should be my first bench spot and Embiid should be my second. And like I don't think I should be hearing any chatter about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how close all these guys are in in this race. And yeah, for a guy that's averaging thirty, uh he had he's had some and the thing is he's had some moments this year where you felt, man, like, you know, he could have shot better. He's still shooting 50 per, 55, 54% from the field over the season. But there have been moments this year where he's gone into slumps. Um, and for the player he is, like, he shouldn't really be going through too many shooting slumps. And the free throw, the like, the free throw shooting is still an issue, Max. Um, I just, if I'm, if I'm, to, if I'm talking about in terms of that total package, Embiid and Jokic make their free throws. Like I can count on them for, for to make also their their jump. Actually, that is one thing that they do have on Giannis is the jumper, right? The jumper. Yeah, you don't need to shoot a three. Like Giannis doesn't need to shoot a three, but there are going to be times where they build a wall against him, right? You talk about uh, Al Horford, you talk about Grant Williams, and they build a wall, and they make him shoot that block jumper, mm, extended free throw line jumper kind of thing, right? They they kind of give him a pushback when you get a bigger body on him, he can't get to the rim right away. And transition's been his real bread and butter, right? How he well, gets it going. doesn't even have to be a bigger body. It can just be smart defense, right? Is you cut yeah. him off of the three-point line, don't let him get momentum, wall up, and then, yeah, you're right. You force him to kind of back out or try to, like, work in the post and get to that jumper, that turnaround. Like you said, he's less efficient. And he's not really a stop-and-pop guy, right? Mm-mm. Joel Embiid, we've seen, like you said, this guy can fake an in-and-out. Has he, like, he's yeah. going to lap. And then pull back and drain the jumper. Yeah, that's the same move. thing with the Joker. The guy, like whether he's face up or or back to the basket, he can pull that. He can pull that jumper. You know what I mean? And that that's yeah. a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal to me. But again, this is not to mitigate what Giannis is doing. It's just a difference. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Giannis as my bench spot. And I mean, I don't really have to say too much about KD. He's an amazing player, offensively and defensively. I think one of the underrated facts about KD is how well he's grown his defensive game. Yeah. Um. Right. And his facilitation, like mm-hmm. he's a better passer than people give him credit for because of how much attention gets put on him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but like in terms of, in terms of uh, this group, I'd have to just, I'd have to 
slide him on over to the hardware department. Mm-hmm. Slide him over to the hardware department. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do it. Can't be done. Uh, Trey, <laughs> great list. Great gauntlet. Great debate. Yes, sir. But before we go, you got to give the people what they came here for, right? They didn't come here for us. They came here for our picks, our fantasy picks, baby. And I just <laughs> want to go on record that I have now helped uh, my friend at work win two, almost three parlays now. So I've won him about really? $600. Yeah. So come to me for your other betting picks. Got to get some up. residuals off that. Got to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm charging interest uh royalties it's a percentage of whatever you make it's coming to me baby um and if you lose money well, i don't have to lose money it's all on you facts <laughs> actually you know that's what people do is like you just pay them for their picks and if you win you win and if you lose you don't like that's it you paid them ah so i like guess a it's a smart business model right but you basically well, not, I'm not a bookie. I'm not holding your money. I'm just yeah, yeah. You're not holding it. Yeah. You just you're you're the wise pick sage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Trey. Who who are the the waiver wire picks? Yeah, Max. I'm gonna start with uh, T.J. McConnell. Halliburton's out. Gotta get McConnell easy. Second, Max. This is an interesting one. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns might be back <laughs> very soon. There might be people that have dropped him. Over the past couple months, if he's somehow still on your wire, you got to pick up Carl Anthony Towns for this stretch run, especially if you're in the playoffs. Um, that would be an insane pickup to end the year. If he, we can even get something out of him. Last one. Last one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Reeves. We talked about him earlier in the podcast. Um, and Anthony Davis is the only player that making any difference on that team. Reeves is the second best guy if not the first best guy in terms of all around stats, um, Reeves. Okay. Do it. Sweet. Uh, Chris Dunn, Utah, rest of the season mm. contract. Uh, ben Salas. Well-deserved rest of the season contract, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Orlando. They need somebody to score. Yeah. And if he's not rostered, get Kevon Looney. This guy's actually been putting up some solid rebounding numbers. Board I like, monster. I like board blink monster. and he has 10 boards. It's insane. Yeah, I know. And and speaking of that, that was a that was a prop I should have told uh, my friend when he won. I told him to take over like it was like seven because I was like, oh, he's not going to go crazy. Guy by like the halftime had 12. Insane. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going on here? Insane. Because he 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 originally asked me, he's like, oh, should I take him over like 10? I was like, no, I, I don't know. That's too risky. You were trying to be conservative. Yeah, you were trying, to be, trying to be conservative. So I, brought, I talked him down to like six or seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you anyway. were like, maybe you should take a 10. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Well, that's it. That is it for us. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas, and we will see you next time. Peace.